most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. Ooh, my goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Flex Night Shift Podcast. This is your NFL Week 17 episode where we break down the Sunday Night Football DFS slate and the Monday Night Football DFS slate. I'm your host, Chris Raybon, joined by one of the top fantasy rankers in the game, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Uh, I, I had a pretty good week on Fantasy Pro, so I joined you in the top five. Uh, we're, so we're both in the top five in that contest heading into the final week, so let's let's do it. Let's both finish in the top five. What do you think? <laughs> Not, I mean, we've been talking about this, man. <laughs> yeah. So uh, hopefully we can get it done. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, I mean, every time I've joined the top five, I've fallen out, uh, but hopefully I can stay <laughs> there with you this time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I dropped out uh, for, I think, a couple of weeks. So. Uh, oh, you did? I yeah, mean... I think I was like six. Or oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll try to close it strong and, uh, yep. see what's up with these, uh, DFS slates and we know the freaks come out at night. So who do you like to have a peak performance in a captain spot for the Steelers at the Ravens divisional Ooh. matchup week 17? I mean, I, for this game, it doesn't need to be too freaky uh, to, to win the slate here. So I, I'm going with Penny Pickett and the captain. So I think he makes a ton of sense there for this slate specifically. Um, you know, he he likes to spread it around to Deontay, Pickens, and Fryermuth. Um, So, you know, it's hard to pick any one of those guys because they all typically have a good game. Um, so that's why I like Pickett here. He also, you know, he has a ton of rushing upside, but he hasn't tapped into it recently. It's been three games now. He has failed to clear... 20 more rushing yards but at any given week he has the talent to go for 30 or even over 40 uh rushing yards um plus he only has five passing touchdowns this year and three rushing touchdowns so he does tend to absorb just a lot of the fancy production for himself uh which is key for the captain slot so i think um his roster ship will be fairly low uh for a quarterback especially for what should be a low scoring slate so I i'm gonna have to go with picket here yeah, I thought about Pickett as well. Uh, ended up, I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson is, is my mm. favorite. Uh, he's been quietly consistent, even though he hasn't scored a touchdown yet this year. <laughs> he has five or more catches in each of the five, past five games. And, uh, you know, I think that he's going to, again, be that kind of top target. He had eight targets, six catches, 82 yards in the first matchup in a game that was 16-14. So I think he's kind of game script, script proof. And, you know, he's not catching a, a ton of deep balls or anything like that, but that actually helps him, you know, especially in a full PPR site like a DraftKings, because he's going to get those high percentage looks and should be able to get you, you know, double digit points just by kind of stepping on the field here. So uh, I do like Deontay here, who's, who's starting to perform. But yeah, it would, be, it would be something if he goes through the whole year catching, what is he up, he's up to 82 catches and still no touchdowns. So. Yeah, it's not just that. He has nine end zone targets um so uh which is the, obviously the most by any player that has zero touchdowns uh but all the guys in the nine catch range have three to five touchdowns mm -hmm. 
So he he is certainly due <laughs> for some positive touchdown uh, regression here. So I do like that call. And he had he had that big what ten catch game a couple games ago. So he yep. yeah he has a really high floor and ceiling. Yeah, it's uh, it's been one of those. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last guy that was like, like didn't get a touchdown the entire year. Was it did who? No, Julio always would get like one or two. He he, he yeah, he would get three or four. <laughs> I, I think the name that keeps coming into my head is Ruben Randall. I Ruben think he Randall. Had, Holy you don't remember crap. him having a season where he had like a bunch of catches and no. Let me check that because I, I I know it was somebody that went through a whole year. Not he even he got a couple. Of, yeah. I'm thinking about yeah. I, Man, I, I can't remember the last time a guy went this long uh, without a touchdown and he, catch. Keenan Allen was usually good for, you know, four or five. Yeah, yeah. it would never be zero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, no, this is pretty nuts. But uh, who do you like for dart throws? Do you like darts, Ted? Oh, okay. I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Yeah. yeah so anytime the Steelers are on a showdown slate, have to consider Steven Sims. <laughs> um, he is just the clear number three receiver right now. This is his, he had his second straight game with 60 plus, uh, 60% plus routes run rate. Uh, he had a very quiet one catch seven yard game. Again, we're not expecting too much from him. Um, and it was actually the, you know, the second time out of the nine games he's been on the Steelers where he didn't see a rush attempt. So typically he gets one to three carries a game. Um, and the Ravens have been beatable in the slot. You know, that's that's typically how you avoid Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey. So I think he has some sneaky upside here. Again, we're talking three to four catches here uh, with maybe a couple rush attempts, uh, which should be more than enough on what should be a lower uh, scoring one game slate. He's not a guy I would ever recommend on, you know, a main slate. But for what these one game slates, I love him. Plus, he's, you know, their punt and kick returner. So, again, if you want to stack him with the defense, uh, I think that makes a ton of sense on this slate. Uh, and now on the other side, got to go Sammy Watkins because, you know, he was basically the Ravens' number two receiver last week in his debut. They they really need him after Devin Duvernay uh, was placed on IR. So, you know, their wide receiver room has just been gutted this year. Um, and he caught one pass for 40 yards. Uh, but have to imagine, he only gets more involved, um, you know, going forward as soon as this week. So he could break this slate with just a couple of catches. So he's the ideal kind of dart throw uh, on the Ravens' side. Yeah, I like Watkins as well. I think, you know, him having that familiarity with the team and, and the system yeah. after being there. And also, he I'm sure he worked with Tyler Huntley a ton because he was kind of, you know, second string even when he was <laughs> on the Ravens. So uh, th there has to be some familiarity there. But, yeah, they love his run blocking. Uh, so I like Watkins as well. I think, you know, Deshaun Jackson, he's kind of cooled down with Huntley um, because Huntley doesn't really throw the ball down the field. And so that's kind of hurt Deshaun even though he's – in there for probably the same amount of plays uh, as Watkins in, in the past game last week. And uh, on the Steelers side, like Sims, uh, I'll go Jalen Warren here again. Mm -hmm. uh, he's got 17 touches over the past, uh, 17 carries, excuse me, over the past two games, a couple of catches as well. So he can, you can usually count on him to mix in for, you know, six to 10 touches a game. And on a slate like this, especially where it could be lower scoring, I think the running back could come into play, even though it is a a, a tough matchup here uh, against the Ravens. Warren can also do some things in the past game, and if you get Najee banged up, which he has been a few times, uh, you're also in good in a good spot. So, like uh, like Jalen Warren uh, on the Steelers side this week. Yeah, we have uh, two fullbacks on this slate, right? Long pass to the fullback. Got a nice block from the fullback. How many tackles can one man break? Oh, look at the fullback down the sideline. Big Santa, lovely touchdown! Like a runaway beer truck down the 
we're, we're doing our best to, to keep the fullback position alive and thriving. Make fullbacks great again. Yeah, we got Derek Watt for the Steelers and then Patrick Ricard for the Ravens. Uh, both tend to be somewhat involved in the offense. These aren't the worst start throws. Watt has seven carries, five catches, and uh, a receiving touchdown this year. And then Ricard has uh, – he, he's pretty involved in the pass game on, 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 a, on a good amount of weeks. So, yes, yeah, he's 13 targets this year. So, uh, you know, both of these guys heavily involved uh, – are you thinking of throwing any darts on them in some lineups? Yeah, I think yeah, I think Ricard uh, makes sense because you know he hasn't really done much the past three or four weeks, but he runs enough routes where he could absolutely catch two or three balls. And I, I think on these lower scoring slates, like what's the total in this game? Thirty five and a half, yep, or something like that. So slates like that, I think I'm more comfortable taking an extra flyer to on uh, these these fullbacks because yeah, Ricard he has. Uh, one, two, three games where he has at least two catches. So I think on a say like this, that that would be more than enough. Uh, and then you could, you know, spend up on your other flex spots. So I think Ricard, I think, makes sense here. Yeah, and uh, as far as the luck rankings, the this game just misses the 10 spot yeah. threshold, right? It's uh, Pittsburgh is the 16th, and Baltimore's been the 7th luckiest. Luck be a lady tonight. Yep, this yep. Game. So that's that's a luck ranking differential of nine. Uh, so typically we like to see 10 or more. Uh, and as we found, the the bigger the gap you get, the the more likely that team is to cover the spread, which is which is nice. So, yeah, this one just falls just short of the, the 10 luck rank differential. Yeah. But in general, the you know, the the, the unluckier team. Yeah. So in this case would be the Ravens, the, the Steelers, the Steelers, yeah, so the Steelers the unluckier team has been covering about 55 percent. Yep. Just, you know, across all differentials. But, yeah, it jumps to like what 57% when it's 10 or more and uh 63% when it's uh 16 or more. So that is interesting. Uh, you know, in this game, I mean, it, it is a crazy stat that I, I talked about with Stucky on the action pod in the Tomlin Harbaugh era in this matchup, right? If you had just bet the underdog, <laughs> you'd be 21, five and three, the un- no matter if the Steelers are the underdog or the Ravens are the underdog. So it's like, this is kind of a matchup where, I know the what are the Ravens favored in this game? Yeah, um, two and a half now. Yeah, but it's you know it could easily go the other way. And over the past ten meetings between these two, underdog ten and zero against the spread. So you know it's it's one of those things where it, it's just always close. And it, the, the the team you tend to think is going to win or yeah. going to have the edge, it's usually the opposite. So uh, you know I think you know got somebody like Najee Harris. Yep. Uh, in that captain spot is not a bad play because, you know, people are probably going to shy away because he's an underdog in a tough matchup. But in these kind of games, man, it's just it's it's always just so tight. Yep. Now on the sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over under. For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money that you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. 
The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sweeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks with the tap of a button along with Over Under integrated into the fantasy experience itself. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, let's jump to the Bills-Bengals game. The total's 49. It's a one-point spread in favor of the Bills. Who do you like in the captain spot, Sean? So I I was initially considering Diggs, but I'm going with our boy Gabe Davis here. Um, And he's been in a bit of a slump. There's, There's no denying it. He hasn't cleared you know, hundred yards since week five. Um, but he, he always is a good bet to find the end zone. And I think he he's due for a massive ceiling game. Um, you know, we're good for a couple of those a year from Gabe. Uh, and just for various reasons, his production has dropped off recently because I think Josh Allen's elbow injury had something to do with that. They've been more run heavy of late and they've been dealing with some pretty nasty weather, especially the past couple of weeks. So uh, this game, you know, there might be some light rain, but it doesn't look like there's going to be much wind at all. Uh, and this should be a potential shootout. So I think we could see Allen be more aggressive downfield, especially against his Bengals defense. That's actually a lot of the second most targets, 20 plus yards downfield. They have a lot of the most intended air yards. And I think that just opposing teams have to be aggressive because you have to keep up with the Bengals potent offense. So I think this could be a time to invest in Davis in the captain slot. And I think we could see just a massive game from him here. Yeah, I hope so, man. I I, uh, I know he's been he's been kind of coming on a little bit. You know, I had the good game against what was it, Chicago? But uh, yeah, overall, it hasn't been the same kind of blow ups that we've seen. Yep. But uh, yeah, I'm going with Josh Allen here. I, I like Allen in the captain spot because you know they are a little more run heavy, and the production is getting a little more spread out. Like Diggs isn't having these monster games. Mentioned Davis. Uh, you know, the running backs are kind of a committee. So I think Josh Allen in the captain spot, especially if he gets a rushing touchdown, which he's done in three of the last five games, uh, I, I think it kind of, it, it really can pay him off uh, in the captain spot if the, you know, if the Bills win the game, but the, the production is kind of spread out and, uh, you know, he would still project as the highest scorer. So like Josh here, uh, who do you like in as a dart throw? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? So on the Bengals side, I got to go with Hayden Hurst here. Um, you know, he's, he's returning from his calf injury, so there's a chance. He could be easing a bit, but this is such a huge game. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he returns to a, uh, you know, 60 to 70% routes run rate. Um, and it's a tougher matchup, obviously. The Bills rank second in DVOA against tight ends. But, it, you know, the Bills defense could be content with Burrow checking it down to Hayden Hurst, um, you know, underneath. So uh, to, to avoid, you know, a blow-up game from Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, possibly Tyler Boyd. Um, so I think Hurst is sneaky here. And, you know, the Bills have allowed five catch games to Tyler Conklin and Cole Komet um, in two of the past three games. And they're sort of in that same tier as Hurst. So I think he's sneaky here. And his roster ship should be fairly low because he, he's been out for a couple weeks now. So I like Hayden Hurst on the Bengals side. And then the Bills, I got to go uh, pretty deep here and go with Cole Beasley. Just because, you know, it looks like the Bills are shuffling things up 
um, in the slot uh, with Isaiah McKenzie last week. You know, he only ran her out on 32% of Josh Allen's dropbacks, which was by far his lowest of the season. They actually had rookie Khalil uh, Shakur um, lead the way with 39% routes run rate. He didn't do much, obviously, with just one catch for five yards. He could be a darker option if he does continue that sort of underlying usage. But I wouldn't be shocked if in this game they unleash Cole Beasley a little bit and he gets, you know, 30 to 40% routes run rate. And he's, you know, averaging 24% target rate on the routes he's been running because obviously he has chemistry with Josh Allen. You know, they played a ton together. So uh, this could be a game where uh, Cole Beasley could be sneaky. Yeah. I, I noticed that the, uh, the, the bills kind of split up the, the snaps with those, you know, three other receivers in the, in the slot with Beasley, Shakir, McKenzie. Yeah. I actually like McKenzie as a dark mm-hmm. for that exact reason. I think, you know, it's essentially he's at his lowest value. Um, you know, no one really, knows what to expect no one really knows what to trust of him but you know we've kind of seen this before he has like a bad game where we think he's trending down we think uh Shakir is kind of trending up and then McKenzie comes right back with like a five six catch game so I think his roster ship will be super low and he's still kind of you still have to kind of project him for the most routes I feel like of of those uh, of those guys even if it's just barely over uh Beasley and uh, Shakir so I do like uh McKenzie on the Bills side and on on the Bengals side uh, like Hayden Hurst, uh, I think Trent Irwin is is starting to get interesting mm-hmm. because his his role is really growing uh, in this offense, and they're going more four wide here, and so um that's another option too. You know, if Hurst isn't all the way back, uh, or if they're trying to ease him in, you could continue to see these four wide sets. But Irwin's the guy who's he's been kind of taking some snaps from from Tyler Boyd. Uh, they've really been trying to get him a, a little more involved here, and he's been uh, producing when he is called upon. So. Uh, I, I like Trent Irwin. He's getting a, he's getting a little more expensive up there. He's actually more expensive than Hayden Hurst now. But you know, three catches, forty five mm-hmm. yards, two touchdowns last week, and uh, he's got three touchdowns in the last uh, three games and uh, over forty yards in, in two of those three. So uh, I think Irwin is a guy who you know it, it's it, it it seems like he's probably going to go back to doing nothing with with Hurst mm-hmm. back, but I think he might still be involved. Uh, if they if they want to spread them out. So, yeah, like Irwin on the Bengals side. All right. Uh, only Reggie Gilliam is a fullback. Only in- Reggie Gilliam. Make fullbacks great again. Yeah. Is this uh, is this a Reggie <laughs> Gilliam week? Um, I mean, it is going to be a shootout, so I would shy away from him. But he's he's had some productive games. Um, I guess they were all earlier in the season. Uh, he only has one catch since week eight. So this probably isn't the type of slate where I would use – a guy like him, there's. I, I just think there's gonna be too many points to take a flyer on a guy who, I mean, his ceiling is probably two catches here. If we're being honest, so I, I'm probably gonna have to pass on him. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a, a Gilliam <laughs> game, although he did he did have a 23% snap rate last week and and caught a pass mm-hmm. for 12 yards. But uh, yeah, it's it, it, this just seems like a slate where it's gonna be pretty uh, pretty high scoring. Luck rankings, where are they looking like? Uh, it's it's pretty even. The Bills rank sixth and the Bagels are eighth. So just got to play this one straight up, which uh, I, I mean, Bills minus one makes sense, but I think the Bengals are for real. So I would not be shocked if the Bengals win this game. Yeah, it's essentially a toss up. Yeah. Toss-up game, you know, the spread is one. I think, you know, go with a guy like even Devin Singletary in a captain spot. I mean, or any of these running backs, they're, they're probably going to be a little bit under rostered. 
uh, just because mm-hmm. you have all these passing games and you want to stack them. And you could also use Allen in the captain spot. You could use Burrow even. So I think the running backs actually make for some some really interesting plays. And, uh, you know, you could kind of correlate that to game script, how, how you see fit. You know, if it's McKenzie, I mean, if it's that, excuse me, Singletary, you know, you could kind of go with the, the Bengals passing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, behind that but uh, yeah I do think the the running backs are, are kind of interesting here because everyone's going to be so focused on on the passing games all right that is going to wrap it up for the week 17 fantasy flex night shift podcast be sure to check out all of our fantasy projections and prop projections over at actionnetwork.com you can find us on twitter sean is at the underscore oddsmaker i'm at chris raybon and you can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app, fantasywebs.com for our DFS tools and models. Have a happy new year. Let's get this money. Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.